Hey besties, welcome to the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast, where our mission is to transform your life and help you become the most phenomenal woman you're meant to be. I'm Brianna, the founder of the Badass Book Besties, where we encourage a conversation around a love of books and learning so that you can make new friends and expand your thinking. I'm a lover of books, beers, traveling, and motivating women to live their dream life. Each week on this podcast, you'll be motivated and empowered to make positive changes in your life through intellectual conversations and interviews, how-to ideas, and insight from a variety of books. We celebrate the incredible and simple accomplishments women make every day. To be a badass woman means to be awesome, impressive, and worthy of admiration. So my goal is to help you see your true worth and build your self-confidence. If you're someone who wishes to be inspired by other women doing extraordinary things and want to be encouraged to live your most badass life, then this is the podcast for you. Oh, besties, do I have a treat for you today. I will be providing a mini summary and review of one of my absolute favorite books, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This book quite literally rocked my world and absolutely changed my mindset, so I am so excited to share it with you. We read this book in the Badass Besties Club last year, and it still comes up in conversation to this day. I reference its themes quite often and consistently recommend it. I hope after today's episode that you'll run out and grab yourself a copy if you don't have one already. But before I dive in, I'd like to start with some quotes that truly resonate with the book we are about to explore. I hope they inspire you as much as they do me. First, E.E. Cummings. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Just because everyone else is going in one direction doesn't mean you should. Everyone could be wrong. What I love most about these three quotes is that they express how important it is for you to just go for it and be who you wish to be. Don't let anyone ever dull your sparkle or make you feel like you can't become who you really truly want to be. You are meant to be different. I mean, think about what Dr. Seuss told us years ago. There is no one in this world who is more youer than you. Howard Thurman says, Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Ooh, this one encourages me to grab life by the damn ovaries and do what makes my soul sing. What makes your soul thrive? What are your passions? In The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, he said, It is quite a revelation to discover that the place you wanted to escape to is the exact same place you escaped from. That's, the prison wasn't the place but the perspective. This is another great book recommendation that our book club read last year, and it was before we switched to only reading female authors, but the storyline really captivated each of us, so I also highly recommend that one. And finally, by Buddha, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I know this one is a tough one to think about because it's hard to control our emotions, especially when someone else has hurt you, But you got to move on with your life and recognize that being angry only hurts you. 
Ah, so now we've had some fantastic quotes to start our journey, right? So without further ado, let's jump right into the novel. Here's to the untamed. May we know them. May we raise them. May we love them. May we read them. May we elect them. May we be them. Oh, so good. There are times when you come across a book that literally speaks to your soul and unleashes so many new ideas and feelings. From the beginning, Doyle's discussion of women being compared to cheetahs caged in a zoo, as in they are meant to be free and living life with wild abandon and not confined to society's concept of what a woman should be, I was captured. (laughs) No pun intended. Her story resonated with me in so many ways, and I couldn't help but thrust my fist into the air when she spoke a truth that I agreed with on so many levels. In this book, Doyle shares many vignettes about her life that exemplify the idea that women have been shunned, pushed aside, and held to certain standards since the literal dawn of time. Well, really since Adam and Eve were the first created people, if you believe in that one best-selling book, you know the Bible. (laughs) Even though the organization of the stories didn't seem to flow well, and it seemed like the storyline was kind of all over the place, the themes of each chapter held so much more meaning than how it was presented. In each of these many stories, she explains and expresses why she now believes the way that she does. And by the end of it, I believe you will too. She begins her story by introducing her wife, Abby, and how she's the happiest she's ever been. Throughout her life, she has been sheltered by society and conformed to the ideals of what they wanted her to follow. We as women are ingrained to believe that we are not worthy enough to speak our mind or to be who we are truly meant to be. We are fed information about how we should present ourselves or how we're supposed to look. We're meant to be good girls who control ourselves and don't show our wild sides. Ugh. And she then explains the four keys to our freedom, and those are emotions, intuition, imagination, and courage. If you choose to use these keys in everything you do, you will see how much you can bloom into the woman you are meant to be. Are you willing and brave enough to unlock yourself, to set yourself free, and to let others see the real you? I sure hope you said, fuck yes, girlfriend. So many intriguing questions arose when I read this memoir. I began to analyze my own life and my place in the world based on how I had been raised and whether my ideas were even my own. How much of my own life have I been living according to someone else's expectations? Everything that I have learned up to this point about being a woman has been flipped on its head because of this book. And I'm okay with that. At the beginning, she discusses the things that she has done in her life to be accepted by her peers or by men. And damn it, if I didn't fit the damn bill for so many and even added more of my own. Spending money to be beautiful, starving myself to be thin, vying for men's attention because it made me feel worthy, allowing a man to literally verbally and physically abuse me because I was too chicken shit to speak my truth. The list goes on and on. She also struck a nerve with me when she made a remark about Abby, who is able to relax during the day and just literally sit on the couch and enjoy a good TV show. She says, it must be nice to feel worthy of the space you take up on the earth without hustling to earn it every minute. 
must be nice to rest and still feel worthy. I didn't even realize that I had attached my self-worth to my desire to feel busy or productive. Anytime I'm unproductive, I sleep in or I don't get everything done that I wanted to, I feel so shitty and that I've wronged some ruler of my world. But then who would I actually be disappointing with my actions? Why do I feel this way? And then I wonder, doesn't our culture kind of frown upon relaxing? Doesn't it frown on people sitting at home doing nothing but binging Netflix and eating bonbons? Isn't the idea of life, according to the societal norms, to be consistently working on something instead of relaxing? I mean, that's how I've lived my life. Isn't that ingrained into our culture as humans? Or wait, is it just females? Fuck, I don't know. At the end of the day, being productive makes me feel better about myself, so I'll take it. (laughs) If you wish to see yourself as a true woman or wish for your view to be expanded about the amazingness of women, I highly recommend to read this book. Some of the members of the Badass Book Besties book club weren't on board necessarily with her writing style or her way of thinking, but I felt freed by her writing. I felt, just as she said in the book, like a goddamn cheetah and should release the chains that have been bound to me that to stay silent and present myself the way others wanted me to be. Being a woman is the ultimate gift one can have. Sorry, not sorry, boys. And I am so thankful to be one. Here are some key takeaways organized by theme that are truly worth mentioning in this book. The first is lessons to learn about the treatment of women. She says, boys are still being taught that real men are big, bold, violent, invulnerable, disgusted by femininity, and responsible for conquering women and the world, while women must be quiet, pretty, small, passive, and desirable so they'll be worthy of being conquered. Our culture was built upon and benefits from the control of women. The way power justifies controlling a group is by conditioning the masses to believe that the group cannot be trusted. And so she uses multiple examples here. From a young age, we are taught that speaking our mind is unacceptable, that it's unladylike and too much. The stories we hear as children teach us to not be adventurous because we'll be attacked by big bad wolves or deadly spindles. Diet and beauty industries convince us that we are imperfect and must be improved. Politicians make decisions still to this day about our bodies and our reproductive systems. They will not believe us when we say we have been harmed by men, but rather blame us. In religion, women are seen as the reason for our problems. When a woman wants more, she defies God, betrays her partner, curses her family, and destroys the world. In return, we learn to not trust our personalities, our curiosity, our bodies, our government, or religion. We are taught to believe that we are not good enough and we should hide our true colors. They want us to lose ourselves completely. What better way to get control over women by convincing them to just do it themselves. Stop controlling yourself and start loving yourself. Don't give a fuck or a worry about other people's expectations. And definitely don't worry about disappointing them. 
What the world needs is more women who have quit fearing themselves and started trusting themselves. If true change is to happen, the person who has inflicted the pain must be the one to stand up. For example, when it comes to women's rights, we need men to stand up for us. We need them to show the world the injustices that we have lived under since Eve ate the apple. We have been conditioned to mistrust and dislike strong, confident, happy girls and women, which is the opposite of what men experience. The better they are, the more liked they are. Subconsciously, it's because these confident women are breaking cultural rules, and so we become so irked by their boldness that we want to put them back in their cage. In return, we downplay ourselves and our accomplishments to avoid threatening someone else. The yearn to be liked is greater than the desire to show off who we are. We do not accept compliments, discount our opinions. We ask if our ideas make sense instead of assuming that they do. And we apologize for everything. The second theme that she talks about is to be authentic. You don't need permission or acceptance from anyone to make a decision in your life. There is no one way to live, love, raise children, arrange a family, run a school, a community, a nation. The norms were created by somebody. And each of us is a somebody and matters in this world. What we need right now is more women who have detoxed themselves so completely from the world's expectations that they are full of nothing but themselves. She knows and trusts herself enough to say and do what must be done. Stop stressing about doing life wrong and realize that being human is hard. And in living, you're doing it right. Being imperfect is essentially a perfect way to be. Loyalty to yourself is the meaning of true confidence. In doing so, you will attract the people who love you for you. Living in the name of love with an open heart is what makes life worth living. You do you with all your heart and soul. Do not judge others for what they do. Instead, decide what is true and beautiful for you, and dare to change your life accordingly. And when you love someone, it's got to be unconditional, or it's not love. Every time you pretend to be less than you are, you steal permission from other women to exist fully. Be humble, know who you are, and be damn proud of it. Think of it as an honor and a responsibility to become who you are meant to be. Praise those powerful women who are showing off their true identities and be inspired to do the same. There's so much goodness in this novel. Her next theme is rise up to your worth. There is a life meant for you that is truer than the one you're living. But to have it, you will have to forge it yourself. You'll have to create on the outside what you are imagining on the inside. Only you can bring it forth. And it's going to cost you everything. To build a new world for yourself, you must be willing to destroy the old one. Your new truth must be your new path. You don't have to be defensive or convince someone about what you want. No one can take what you desire away from you. Trust yourself to please yourself. Protect your island, even if it means you must shut people out 
who don't believe in you or what you stand for. Decide right now with honor and intention what you will allow on your island and what you will not. Do not lower the drawbridge for anything other than what you have decided is permitted on your island, no matter who is carrying it. That one was such an important lesson for me because it just made me think of all the people that I have allowed on my island who have literally treated me like shit and I've just let them continue staying on there. And after I read that, I thought I have got to let people go. I have got to let go of those people who just continuously day in and day out tear me down. I've got to let them off the island. And then she goes on to say, consider being passionate with a heartfelt purpose. And that's what I think connects to the idea of the island is that when you do things with all of your heart, you're not disappointing yourself. You may be disappointing someone else, but in your heart, that is what matters most, how you feel about a situation. Support the vision that your loved ones have for their own lives. Instead of forcing your ideas upon them and assuming that you know what's best, Let love be out of your control and a little scary. It is wild to let others be wild. Her next theme, obtain emotional support. And this one is very important to her as she's a total advocate for mental health. Being present is highly recommended for those with anxiety. You aren't fearful of the past as it has already happened, while the future isn't here yet to be concerned with. Hurting is a sign of living. Don't fear the pain or suffer through it, but rather lean into it as it's the right thing to do. All feelings are meant to be felt, not fixed, ignored, or hidden by spending money frivolously, no matter how hard they are to bear. To be alive is to be in a perpetual state of revolution, and to experience that transformation, you must be willing to accept your emotions on a deeper level. You are strong enough. We can do hard things, like be alive and love deep and lose it all, because we do these hard things alongside everyone else who has ever walked the earth with her eyes, arms, and heart wide open. If you are ever lost, find a large tree to use as a home base. This way you can venture out as needed, but you'll have a home to return to. Now imagine that this tree is you. You are your safe space. Your soil is the conglomeration of everything you have experienced in your life, and the branches are your imagination. This next idea I absolutely loved and my best friend Manda really agreed with me on this topic because we imagined that we are buckets filled with our souls at birth. Then maybe at death, we are all poured out into one large ocean of souls. This thought can make you feel that you are not alone. You are a bucket of sea. That's why you feel so big and so small. Another theme is that boys can be kind and soft. Boys are caged too. They are following what they have learned from society. Boys have been conditioned to believe that men are powerful and will do what it takes to keep the status quo. Girls should not reject men because they are made to validate a man's masculinity. Boys cannot be, vo- cannot be vulnerable with each other, which in turn makes them homophobic, 
Crying is unacceptable, and pain is weakness. We train boys to believe that the way to become a man is to objectify and conquer women, value wealth and power above all, and suppress any emotions other than competitiveness and rage. Then we are shunned and stunned when our boys become exactly what we have trained them to be. Men are not allowed to feel or express feminine traits, such as tenderness, kindness, or empathy, as these would make them feel weak. We should instead consider these human traits. There should be no difference between masculinity and femininity. These strict gender roles keep men in power. We must help train our boys to be soft, nurturing, and caring. We must ask them about their emotions and how they feel. We must encourage them to be vulnerable and express themselves. And we must allow them to be human and not force any gender ideologies onto them. What a fabulous book. Am I right? Like so much goodness in that review and so much heart that she put into this novel that even as I'm reading it, I'm just getting fired up again. So I give this book a 4.8 out of five stars. And you'll be like, wait a minute, Brianna, I'm confused. I thought you said this was such a badass book. And yes, yes, yes. While I absolutely love and cherish this book, it would have been damn near perfect if the vignettes were organized in a more understandable pattern because she has different stories that are not really in chronological order and don't really follow a particular pattern. But either way, I highly recommend this one. The best part about reading a badass female empowerment book is drinking some craft beers created by badass women while reading it. I was able to find the following three craft beers in my local area and immediately grab them to drink with this book. So I'm going to reference those here as well as in the show notes. The first one is Real Slow Irish Red. This beer is an Irish ale, slightly malty with a soft sweetness. If you read this book really slow, you can spend some time soaking up the beauty of women and why we're so badass. And of course, you'd have time to drink more of these. (laughs) The second one is Robonaut Red Ale. This one is a hop-forward West Coast red ale named after the robotic astronaut designed by NASA, Robonaut and features subtle notes of caramel and roast that are balanced out by a generous amount of hops. Despite its full flavor and hop bitterness, this ale still features a clean and balanced finish, making it an easy-drinking and full-flavored red ale. Never let anything stand in the way of your dreams. Be a fucking astronaut, or a robonaut if you want to. And number three is my absolute favorite of all is the Yingling Traditional Lager. I was actually surprised to know that this one is managed by four sisters, so I love it even more. If you check out the show notes, I'll have some links dedicated to more female-owned craft breweries, so you'll have to be sure to check it out once it's posted. If you'd like to fully dive in and learn more about Doyle's story, I have an in-depth summary along with discussion questions and commentary provided throughout that can be used in a book club or to just deepen your thinking. You can purchase that full summary on Amazon by searching for Summary of Untamed by Glennon Doyle, written by yours truly, Brianna Brown, and it will be linked in the show notes. So besties, I hope that you truly enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for another episode of the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast. Please be sure to leave a review. Learn more about our community at badassbookbesties.com. Follow me on Facebook at the Bookaholic Besties podcast and on Instagram at badassbookbestie. If you know someone amazing that you'd like for me to interview or have any badass ideas, I'd love to hear it. Send me a DM or email me at mostbadasslifepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, besties, always keep your bookshelves and beer glass full.